My intuition just was screaming, like, check her Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I actually went on, not my Instagram, but on my um, my shop's Instagram. Smart, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use that Finsta. It does, yeah, I used my Finsta for sure. And I went to her Instagram, I found it, and it was public. And she had a story on Gold. there. I Gold. was like, love it. Love to see it. <laughs> So you you bet your ass I went and I, I clicked Absolutely. on the story. And sure enough, she's camping mm. with him. He's in all of her Instagram stories. And I'm like, what? We're here for another episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. I'm actually recording in with my friend, but we actually met in LA and we are reuniting for this recording. Welcome. Thank you. So honestly, I feel like we can dive right in because I am here to kind of talk with about kind of a crazy story that we had connected about. And so honestly, I would love to hear like your background and everything, but to give a summary, it was a rekindling with your college ex that went awry for lack of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I would love to hear about how you met this person Mm -hmm. initially, what your relationship was like and kind of what broke you up and got you back together. And we can go from there. Yeah, of course. So I met him in college. In college, I never really wanted to be in a serious relationship. Mm -hmm. I kind of just wanted to enjoy college and um, date around and have fun. I just love spending time with all our group of friends. Mm -hmm. So um, it was actually, I had to go down to San Diego every couple of weeks. I was dealing with like a knee injury from running. Mm -hmm. So I was going to physical therapy down in San Diego and it was actually my physical therapist's assistant. Oh my gosh, what a meet cute. (laughs) I know. And it's funny because like at the end, they have to be the ones to like roll out your leg with the foam roller and um, and then like attach me to the TENS unit and put the ice on it and stuff so Mm -hmm. I mean yeah it's a good chance to like talk to someone and get to know the person so I'd known him for about a year and a half and then finally like we exchanged numbers Mm -hmm. and um literally hung out that weekend it was like Super Bowl weekend um and then after that it literally was just so quick like Mm -hmm. not even two weeks later we were like already official wow which is surprising because I told myself yeah especially with senior year in college you know like Mm -hmm. I wanted to really live my senior year of college and I'm like not get tied down but in that moment I didn't feel like it was tying me down because he was still in San Diego and I could like have my independence and see him all the time so it was good. Um, mm-hmm. And then we ended up dating for three years after that. Wow. So like first year's boyfriend <laughs> and <laughs> three years later. Um, you really like came out of the gate hot. Yeah. Yep. I think I just get really comfortable and I, yeah, it's easy for me. And I that. also feel like the way you met him probably contributed to that. Like yeah. it wasn't a stranger at the bar. And then two weeks later, right. you're official. It's like, no, you were getting to know this person yeah. over the course of weeks. Physical therapy, having gone through it now recently, right. it's super intimate. Right. And it's kind of like that level of trust as you would with going to a doctor or mm-hmm. something. You know, it's you're trusting them with your injury. You yeah. know? So it's kind of this level there where you get on a deeper level than you would at a bar, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that makes total sense. And yeah. I also think it was like a great balance for you saying that you loved your independence, but yeah. like you still got to maintain that and have this relationship. It's like best exactly. of both worlds. It was, yeah. I'm definitely one of those people that like, what do they call it? Spatention? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I love my space, but also when I'm not getting attention, I'm like, give me attention. So it's the perfect world for I'm me. I'm definitely going to use that. I feel like I'm kind yeah. of the same because really? similar to you, I didn't have any relationships in college. Yeah. And there were like two people who like, maybe if it had worked out, I would have, but I was right. never, that wasn't a priority for me. And I didn't even really think about it as a weird thing until in hindsight, I was like, oh, a lot of other people had relationships in yeah. college. So I do feel like I have that same thing where I do like to be independent. I can be independent. I'm an only child after all. But then it's like, 
I do still want a partner who's going to like prioritize me and give me that attention right. at certain times. Yeah, no, I agree, especially because I love to travel so much too. Mm-hmm. You kind of need that person who's going to be okay with you like mm-hmm. doing that. And then, you know, having that balance is really important. And so when you find that person, it, that's, I guess, where that three years came from, you know? <laughs> yes. Because um, I've noticed I, when I date people, it's either really short term because they don't trust me or mm. I don't trust them when I'm away. Yeah. You know? so, oh, yeah. Um, it goes mm-hmm. both ways. But when you find a person that can actually like make it work, it's totally great. And it's like mm-hmm. it's a good match. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what ended up being the demise of your relationship like initially? Yeah. So our relationship at that point towards the end was it was a little bit on the rocks not anything that was screaming breakup mm-hmm. um it was one of those relationships where it's like we fought a lot as mm. any couple would but it's one of, like that saying like fight hard but you love harder mm-hmm. and that's how it felt so it was yeah. never anything like enough to get us to break up but coming out of I applied to grad school Mm because I wanted to do the Tisch program at NYU Mm -hmm. and ended up getting in. And then I decided to stay in San Diego for a boy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'll do the gap year, whatever it is. Ended up working Mm -hmm. like three different jobs just to like. Classic. Yeah, classic. (laughs) Um, You know, just worked on some of my writing. And then I finally kind of like felt a level of resentment Mm. because I knew he didn't want me to go to NYU. Yeah. Um, but then I started playing around with the idea, like I really kind of changed my mind and I wanted to go into journalism school. Mm-hmm. So I applied to a couple different grad schools, ended up getting into the one I really wanted to in mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I told him, like, it's a one-year master's program. Yeah. Like, I'll be back. I'll be back for the holidays. And then he's like, no, if you move to London, we're done. Gosh. And I was like, you could even come visit. I, like, really just try yeah. to make it work. Like, it's London. You yeah, know, like, what I a know. great place to visit. Yeah. It's not, like, somewhere where you're going to be totally isolated right. and he can't come see you. Exactly. And, like, I'm in school, too. So it's like, I have that freedom mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like, I'm not working a job. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I mean, he really put that ultimatum and it was a really tough decision for me. But in the end, I was like, I I know if I don't go, I'm going to resent him even more. Yeah. And I would rather take the risk of like us breaking up and then hopefully staying in touch to like make it work if I came back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's weird. Like we didn't break up because there was any like real issues in the relationship. Yeah. It was just like he couldn't handle that. But we stayed best friends. We FaceTimed all the time while I was there. But mm-hmm. um, it kind of died off a little bit because then I ended up wanting, you know, I'm like, I'm going to date while I'm in England. Absolutely. And then I ended up dating this guy I actually met in San Diego. But he's from Ireland, but he was working for an Irish agency out in London. So oh. we ended up dating for like seven months while I was there. Oh, my gosh. Wait, <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. It's so much fun dating someone in Europe because you can just we went to like Barcelona, yes. Italy, like all those wow, places. Wow, that's so, so, so romantic fun. and fun. Yeah, it was definitely. So. so you mentioned that things kind of died off when you were keeping in contact with yeah. your ex. Like, did he know that you were dating someone and that was why? I think so. Um, at this point, he had told me that he couldn't imagine a life without me in San Diego. And <sighs> Oh my gosh. His... I know. So his such guilt. I know, and I, that's just tough. But his dad still lives here, and his mom was living in Minnesota. So he decided to go move to Minnesota to be with his mom, and so he got busy kind of getting a new career out there. Yeah. So I think it just is one of those things where we were growing apart a little bit, mm-hmm. but we still had each other kind of in the back of yeah. our minds, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, to be honest. There was a time in London where I was trying to catch the last train coming back from Germany and I fell down an escalator. Oh, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. Oh my gosh, that was a crazy injury. It was so crazy. Like, I mean, oh this is God. gross, but I mean, yeah, my whole like kneecap came off. Yeah. That so that's, I completely forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah. That was wild. I know. It was pretty gnarly, but like, Thank gosh for socialized healthcare. Like seriously, they literally paid for an Uber f- to get me back home, and I'm like, sweet. Like oh I didn't even God. check out. They're like, yeah, I'll leave when you want. 
<laughs> oh like, my oh, god what a dream thank I, good- I mean in a way thank goodness it happened there yeah, exactly. it's like who knows how much it would have been for oh, all I, know. Yeah. I didn't have to pay an ambulance fee or anything so um wow. that's so scary yeah but the scary part is I was trying to call my mom, my brother, my dad. No one was answering. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, sitting in this train station just, like, <sighs> like what am I doing? And then the next person I call was him. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's, like, family. He lived with me and my mom for a year out of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And he's the first person to answer. So, you Aww. know, that was, like, me being, like, he has all of their phone numbers. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's, like, comfortable. You yeah. Yeah. I know that the podcast isn't about this, but yeah. like, how did you, could you walk? Like, how did you actually make oh your gosh. way to the hospital? Okay. Well, the ambulance came. Mm-hmm. I actually, this is so funny. I was at a Bayern Munich game in Germany mm-hmm. and they were won the championship. So everyone got these like Bayern Munich flags on mm-hmm. these wooden sticks. And coming from a medical family, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse. Aww. I literally like pulled up my legging to use and like the legging cut off my circulation basically above my knee which is good yeah you want that yeah um at least temporarily I guess but I mean I'm not a medical professional but I <laughs> you're like I picked I up a few things <laughs> I know so I just gotta get resourceful so I opened up my carry-on and like took out the flag and I ripped it off the wooden stick and used it as like a tourniquet for my leg because I was oh my like God. bleeding out it was so oh my god gnarly. yeah wow yeah. And the fact that you had the clarity of mind in that moment, I feel <laughs> yeah. like my, I don't even know what I would do. I feel like right. I would just like black out and yeah. like, I don't know. That's wild. And this like poor guy in front of me was also running for the train oh and my- he was like in his suit and oh. he was like, okay, I got to make the train. But he's like, I bought this brand new water bottle. At the train. And he like handed it to me and he's like, and he went and got the train conductor who was the one that called the ambulance. Oh, okay. That's nice. Um, but the funniest part is after they stitched me up, like gave me the morphine, all that. I was like, cool. So like, can I leave? They're like, yeah. They didn't even ask for my name, anything. Like they just put me to bed. Wow. And then they gave me these crutches, which the crutches there are like different they're kind of like the polio crutches where you have them around your arms yeah so they gave me these crutches and then the doctor comes in he's like all right i need to see you walk out of here and i go okay so i don't get like a nice little wheelchair ride yeah uber seriously they're like all right goodbye no it is like tough love in england they're like we need to make sure you can walk and don't like we want to make sure you like don't make any painful faces. I was oh, like, okay, what is this like Survivor? Like, it's like so, so weird. They're like, all right, just sign this and yeah, you're good to go. You're like, good. <laughs> no, they were just like, go ahead. Your Uber will be here in two minutes. And then I was like, <laughs> two minutes sitting there like in so much pain. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. Did they give you a prescription for anything? No. They like don't believe in it there because they don't want oh, like, like, to get addicted. Versus like in America yeah, where like, they're like, but what as much as you want. And I, I was like, can I get some painkillers? And he's like, ibuprofen around the clock. And I'm like, Tylenol. That's like, literally what you take for like a headache. I'm like, we're Americans. Do you not realize we we literally pop Advil all the time. We're yeah. immune to like. Wow, that is harsh. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did it and I realized I had a. 6 a.m. like midterm the next day <laughs> or I had to get up at 6 a.m. for eight uh, o'clock oh and my god and my commute's like 45 minutes but wait how, how did that go I had to like hobble down the stairs to the tube but people are actually so sweet in oh. England like mm-hmm. this one guy was like helping me carry my backpack down the stairs That's so sweet I know and like he helped me onto the tube and then like basically it was packed because it's the morning rush mm-hmm. he like literally looked at a guy and he's like get up <laughs> and like <laughs> and I then he was that. like and the guy was like totally like yeah sure of course and then like the person next to me then got up so I had room to stretch oh, out my leg so sweet. <laughs> I know. wow that's amazing so it was actually I mean it was a month of like pure torture doing that and the hardest part is I had to run a half marathon like three months later wait what do you mean you <laughs> had to I feel like most people would be like I am out I was like I'm gonna run this half marathon and then <laughs> I remember the first run I went on, this, some of the stitches started stretching no. out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I should stop. <laughs> oh my What a badass. Like, there are no words for that. I, you know, you just got to put a good playlist on Spotify and feel like you're running in a movie scene and then you're good. Oh my God. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that was my little 
Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Wow. So getting back on yeah. track, this guy was there for you in like a huge moment of need. So mm-hmm. did that kind of like make you reevaluate your feelings towards him? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like humans have kind of that familiarity mm-hmm. like essence to them where, where you kind of go back to a moment of comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's always been he's always been kind of like my personal like anxiety medicine in a way like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like he would always be the person that like if I was having a bad day he would calm me down you know what I mean it's one of those things where you just like you learn to trust and rely on that person Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh my gosh so when you did come back Mm -hmm. were you kind of coming back under the assumption that you're going to get back together? Was it still something you hadn't addressed yet? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. He just said, like, give me, like, four to six months. I'll figure it out. I'll move back, but I got to figure out, like, how I can make some money to Mm -hmm. move back there. And then four to six months turned into a year, which then turned into, like, two years. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, so... It just kind of became where like your hopes are up because mm-hmm. it's like he, he'll give you a date, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, yep, he's not coming home. So God, really tough. Yeah. Yeah. That is really frustrating because yeah. when you feel like you have a finite end to yeah. something, I feel like it does make it so much easier. You're like, right. of course I can get through this. Like right. it's only for X period of time. Yeah. And then when it extends, I can't even imagine the disappointment because you've been like right. just waiting for this. Yeah. And it's kind of like in the back of my head, I just feel like he's going to be the person I end up with, right? Mm -hmm. But it's frustrating because then when he's not coming home like he says he is, I start dating other people. Yeah. But I'm dating these guys, which is really, I hate to admit this, but I mean, I'm changing my ways now, obviously, but with like expiration dates, Mm -hmm. essentially, like I don't think about that going into it, Mm -hmm. but I think subconsciously, you know, even though you're super into this person, you're dating them and it's like the honeymoon phase, everything's great. In the back of your head, you kind of like, know, well, I'm probably gonna end up with this other guy. Yeah, Yeah. that is really tough. And I think it's natural when you Mm -hmm. feel like you have such a strong connection with somebody that like, of course, you're not just going to forget about them. They're always going to be in the back of your mind somewhere. Yep, exactly. So when he was like extending this, like what was he saying as the excuse? So he was basically installing floors. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of money to be made there if they can get the commission. So he got to the point where he's like, one of the times he said, well, I'm about to be promoted. Mm -hmm. And then if I get promoted, I just need like six months because it's really good pay. And then I'll get all the commissions from these houses. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't get promoted, but then he did get promoted Oh. Six months after that. And he's so, like, well, I still need the six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, next thing you know, his mom moves away from Minnesota because she gets remarried. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. she sells her house and he starts living with his uncle. Then his boss gives him like this whole project to remodel this whole house. Oh, my God. But he tells him you can live there rent free while you remodel it. I mean, that is yeah. a pretty it's great a deal. deal. Yeah. I would totally take that. Yeah. Um, so then he's like, well, I can't leave till this house is done. So it all mm. becomes like a whole thing. And yeah. it's, yeah. So And it sucks when it's like centered around his career because mm-hmm. then you don't really feel like you're justified in pushing back. Right. You know, they're yeah. all very justifiable things on his mm-hmm. end. So as frustrating as it is and it's yeah. kind of holding up your life, it's exactly. hard to be like, no, you need to make the sacrifice to come back. Right. Yeah. And it's tough. And then he'd come home for like the holidays and stuff and mm-hmm. I'd see him. And hearing those promises in person, it just also, you believe it a lot more Definitely. than you do over the phone. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like kind of recently where one of the holidays he came home, he was like, well, come visit me in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, this isn't me like going to want to move to Minnesota. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like <laughs> live in negative 15 degree weather for most of the year. Yeah. Like, You're like um, the quintessential like California girl. Yeah, I'm literally a beach bum at heart. Like mm-hmm. I can't, can't take me away. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and then I was like pondering it. And then I finally ended up booking a flight. I ended up being working out because I had to go on the East Coast for work anyways. Okay. So I ended up going to see him. And that's when he was really like, 
okay, like I am coming home officially now. And he had okay. a date and everything. Okay. And the house I was at, like, was almost done. Mm-hmm. Um, he, like, was already like, yep, my car's going to be packed up. I'm literally coming home. And okay. I was like, okay, this time I actually sort of believe you. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he ended up coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was going to move back in with his dad just until he could get his feet on the ground. And his dad was in virginia or something with his little sister because she plays college softball and Mm -hmm. so he travels with her so he wasn't home yet so he couldn't get into his house so he's came to stay with me for a couple days okay okay so that's kind of literally like zero to a (laughs) hundred yeah which is just like and it just worked out because i was single at the time Mm -hmm. so it was perfect timing with everything i was in a good headspace and then he then moved back in with his dad and mm-hmm. then he started culinary school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which what is, a pivot. Yeah, I know. And then his dad is just kind of those guys like, if you're going to live here, you're going to do all these projects for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So next thing you know, he's so busy doing all these projects and mm-hmm. um, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> yeah and this is where things start to get a little <laughs> Oh funky. my gosh. This is where the wheels start to fall yes. off. So what was kind of your status at this time? Because, you know, he moved back, but Mm -hmm. I assume it wasn't just like, yeah, now we're back together. Like there had to be some kind of like transition and reacquainting. That's not a word, but you know what I mean? No, I I, totally. um, I think it was kind of, I wanted to protect my boundaries a little bit Mm -hmm. because I didn't want it to be an easy out for him to just move in with me. Um, I wanted to make sure that all those years that we haven't spent together, I want to make sure he really has worked on maturing and yeah. like getting his life together. So, you know, he had asked me like, what are we? And I said, I think we should be exclusive, but like work towards like really becoming an item again mm-hmm. and um, make sure we can still function as a couple, you yeah. know, like we, it could be that we're just friends and like can't make it work, but mm-hmm. it'd be nice to try, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but I think he took that almost as a rejection in oh. a way. Like it didn't seem like it till later on when he explained it. But yeah, so we were hanging out a lot to then kind of like once every two weeks to once a month. And then mm. I started to notice like he would just say like, I'm overwhelmed with work or um, sorry, his school. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need to find a job. Mm. while I'm doing school. Oh gosh. And my dad has me working on stuff on the house and just all this stuff. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, I can't pay for my gas in my car. And I like, it was just like weird. And then he's like, and then the Minnesota unemployment is like, they're out of money. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, well, California also ran out of money, but they're still giving out money. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of like, oh, we are just completely dry. So all payments have ceased. I don't really know how it works. I mean, but. me neither. But I definitely Googled it and I didn't see any news about it. That would deal. be a huge headline. Yeah, that would put so many people in Minnesota like out of homes, I feel like. It would be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is a really elaborate excuse yeah. to make. So how are you kind of feeling during all of this as you realize you're not hanging out as much and he has yeah. all of these things that he keeps bringing up? You know, a lot of it I put on myself because I was busy. Um, it's tough because where we both are situated in San Diego, it's a good 45-minute mm-hmm. drive. I'm like mm. further south. He's more North County. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I have a dog too. And um, I was able to bring the dog up once to his dad's house. And mm-hmm. they have four dogs. And the big oh, one, wow. like, try to bite my dog, which no. was, yeah. And then... My dog is just already anxious. So Aww, he was like, I don't want to be here. So, you know, it takes a lot. Like if I'm gone for more than four hours, I need to book daycare and all this stuff. So yeah. I myself was making excuses for why he was kind of pushing me away. But yeah, I don't know how I was feeling. I, I, I'm the type of person where I don't like to deal with <laughs> like issues right away. So mm-hmm. I push it off, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, he's still gonna always want to, you know, be there. Yeah. Because that's always the way our relationship dynamic has worked. Totally. So then I just started noticing he was picking fights for no reason. Mm, interesting. Like, yeah. Like no reason. Um, like about what kinds of things? Um, Like I had called him one night because I was upset with something with, with a family thing. And um, he 
like didn't answer right away. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to talk to you, you know, like yeah. someone to vent to. And um, he then tried to call me back, but then I was like busy because it was a couple hours later. Oh, yeah. And then he got all butthurt, like, like I'm trying to be there for you. And hours later? Hours later. And I'm like, sorry, well, now I'm busy. And then I was like kind of just being like annoyed with him. Yeah. And then he took my annoyance as like, um, well, I'm trying to be there for you, like, all this stuff. And then he's like, well, come over tomorrow. I'll make you dinner. And then I couldn't because it was like a friend's birthday or something. Mm-hmm. And then he must have taken that as a rejection because then I didn't hear from him all weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I finally, like, in the back of my head, this is the first red flag. Mm-hmm. I called him on Sunday. No answer. And he's the type that always answers his phone. Interesting. So I kept calling and calling because I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, Okay, I hope he's okay. Cause yeah, I, yeah. Like, is he, like, alive? Yeah, I know his dad and stepmom were out of town that weekend, too. Mm-hmm. So he was watching the dogs and stuff. Um, and no answer. So I was starting to get worried. Yeah. And then finally, he answers, and he sounds, like, out of breath. And oh I was like, God. this is weird. And I asked him, I said, is there someone with you? And he was like, no. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like... Like, very sketchily. Yeah. But... I think this is right when my mind starts like, okay, bookmark that. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. Like, it's not enough to be like, you're lying, yeah. but you're going to remember it. Right. Like, I don't want to go crazy girl over this, but mm-hmm. like, I'm going to definitely keep the receipts. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah. So, so what was his excuse for why he was unavailable? Every Sunday or Saturday, he has to make a meal for his school because it's all online so he has to like take photos okay and then send them in and then he goes sorry i've been working on this whatever salmon dish he had to make (laughs) and i'm like yeah but you always answer your phone even when you're cooking yeah you he's like well no i'm on my computer and i'm like yeah but you're the type of person that'll literally use your computer to research something and Mm -hmm. then you'll go find something else on your phone like yeah you Literally are just always all over the place with your technology, mm-hmm. but you always have your phone on you. Huh. Yeah. So, so you're like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, you have an excuse, but it's not a valid one. Yeah. My um, gosh. Yeah. And then I start to realize he's pulling away and I'm like, okay, can we talk? Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically uh he's like we can but i need to go pick up my stepmom from the airport and my cousins are coming over and then he's like i'll call you when we're done and then like i didn't hear from him till like 10 30 and i'm like dude i need to go to bed like, yeah can we talk or not and then he's like i'm busy finally he calls me and i'm asleep yeah and so i answer it and then he's like well i called you and then he gets all mad and i'm oh my god like, dude, the gaslighting yeah. yeah and then he's trying to put the blame on me and then finally, I'm able to go meet up with him in person. And mm-hmm. I could just see, like, he was still being lovey-dovey, like, kind of, like, stringing me along. Yeah. But also, I felt like something had changed. But um, he was still doing the, I love you, like, don't worry about us, we'll be fine mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was one weekend where I'm like, hey, you want to hang out this weekend? And then that's when he was like, look, I'm going on a camping trip with my cousins, which, by the way, <laughs> one of the cousins that's going literally just had a newborn baby. Yeah. And it was like mm. 100 degrees this weekend. Like, <laughs> were you going to take your six-month-old baby to like... Really roughing yeah. it. Just start him young. I know. Um, and then, hmm. so I knew that was like a red flag. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, we're going to, um, what is it, the land the government, like... Oh, like BLM. BLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... He's like, that's where we're going, going to the lake. I'm like, okay, but we won't have cell reception. So you won't hear from me for like four days. Four days. I'm like, okay. That's strange. <laughs> that is, that is str- Okay. Yeah. And I also just want to backtrack because I've camped on BLM land. Yeah. And the first time like mm-hmm. I went, people kept like saying it. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's Bureau yeah, yeah. of Land Management. management so yes. a very different acronym. But I've been to like some of those remote campsites. And sometimes, yeah, you don't really have cell reception regularly right but it's not like zero cell reception right like my messages will still go through at some point yeah and eventually cons- yeah and he it's like basically going to coachella like Ex- exactly <laughs> you can make it connect at a certain point you just yeah gotta like you just need to be patient yeah exactly so um 
basically like three days go by and I really actually don't hear from him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I literally went to bed one night and at like what three in the morning I wake up and I just had this like feeling like, you know, your intuition, you just can't deny it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, because he's always had this ex-girlfriend from high school that Mm -hmm. that was the only issue we ever had in our relationship. Okay. He would text her all the time, but then he's like, no, we're just still best friends. I'm like, that's fine. But like, I would like to get to like meet her. Yeah. If you're best friends, then she should be a part of your life as well. Yep, exactly. So I was like, always kind of felt like he still had a little flame for her. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny because he would like say things like, oh, she's a lesbian now. And I'm like, even so, I just was just not adding up. And that's like, okay, well, then there is even less reason why you shouldn't spend time with her. Because if she's not interested at all, then there's no reason for you to be jealous. There's no reason for her to be jealous. Exactly. Yep. So (laughs) I always kept her in my mind as this like, that's the only time we ever fought about anything like in terms of trust issues. Because I knew like she would just still text him all the time, but it was never anything like, like when he showed me, it was nothing like flirtatious. So Mm -hmm. I believed him that it was platonic, you know? Yeah, yeah. But my intuition just was screaming like, check her Instagram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So I actually went on, not my Instagram, but on my um my shop's Instagram. Smart, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use that Finsta. It does, yeah, I used my Finsta for sure. And I went to her Instagram. I found it. And it was public. And she had a story on Gold. there. I Gold. was like, love it. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so you you bet your ass I went and I, I clicked Absolutely. on the story. And sure enough, she's camping mm. with him. He's in all of her Instagram stories. And I'm like, what? So crazy. Uh-huh. And so, of course, the next morning, I like call him out. And I'm like, look, I don't want you to lie to me about it. But yeah. we can talk about it when you get back. Yeah. And then next thing you know, he finally responds. And he's just like, well, we're not dating or anything. And then he's like, and there's a long story to it. Basically, he wrote a text about there were fires that weekend. Mm-hmm. And he try to blame the fires about how one of the campsites got evacuated and then his cousins ended up going home and he saw on social media that she was also camping that same weekend (laughs) and how she invited him to join what a coincidence yeah that is literally crazy the more this was unfolding the more like gaslighting was starting to happen and like these comments of him trying to like really convince me that he's still all in for me was Mm -hmm. just it was rough so Yeah. Oh, my God. So and clearly, if Mm -hmm. she's posting about him on her Instagram, she must think that there is something there. Yeah. So how does it kind of progress? Like, at what point does he finally either admit that he's been like kind of dating both of you or do you kind of uncover it on your own? Um, I it's so I kind of uncover it on my own, um, which is um, (laughs) sorry. Dog farted and it smells really bad. No. <laughs> he's so casual too, I just know. like unbothered. He's, he's like passed out and his tail's wagging. He's having a dream. And I, oh my gosh! And he just farted. Um. <laughs> anyways, that's a great way to transition. <laughs> that's how he feels about him. Right. Exactly. He's like, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> so. Basically, long story short, things just start not adding up any longer. He's pushing me away. All of a sudden, he tells me he can't use his phone anymore because he can't pay for his phone bill. Then he's like, but you can talk to me on Facebook Messenger. Okay, sure. What? And I'm at this point, like, this is all just so crazy to me. Yeah. I'm not believing any of it, but I'm just like, okay, let's see how far he goes to, like, keep lying to me. Absolutely. And then this is, like, five weeks of all this happening. So Mm -hmm. I have time to kind of let my heart go through this roller coaster Mm -hmm. of, like, what is happening. At least I wasn't blindsided. I was smart enough to kind of figure it out. But then it was, oh, my phone's working again which basically, in the end, I found out he blocked me this whole time my because God. she told him to block me. Oh my God. Because she didn't, she thought like we were talking, but she was like, well, you need to like break it off with her completely if you want to be with me type thing. Yeah. And then 
in my head, he's like, no, we're going to be okay. I love you. We're going to make this work. We'll be together. Like once I get through school, we'll figure it out. So, um, then all of a sudden his phone's working, but he dropped it in the shower and now it's sitting in rice. And oh my God. then I noticed one weekend he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in Long Beach, which is where she lives. Um, and okay. it's funny because he also has a cousin with the same name that lives in Long Beach. How convenient is that? Right. And when I asked him about it, he was like, well, yeah, I'm staying at my cousin's, but I am watching cats at my cousin's house. And I'm like, That's I'm so sorry, weird. Cats are like, because he's like, yeah, she's gone for the weekend. And I'm like, okay, aren't cats, like, can't you leave them home for, like, a week alone You literally can. I've cat sat for, like, a friend. Yeah. And they just stayed at her place, and I went to feed them, like, every couple days. Yeah. I paid more attention to her plants than I did her cats. exactly. That's what I've heard. Like, cats are the easiest, like, (laughs) animal to own. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is just getting crazy. And then one night, I could tell you've been drinking because we're finally talking. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, I just need time. I just need a couple days. So I let him have his couple days. And during this couple days, actually, he told me he was home. But me and my mom drove up (laughs) to his dad's house. And sure enough, his car wasn't there. And he there's nowhere else he would go in San Diego. Like, he just stays at home. (laughs) And so I'm like, he's in Long Beach for sure. I know it. I just know it. And then one of these nights, he's finally... me and I could tell you that a couple drinks because that's maybe why it gets confidence yeah and so he calls me on Facebook messenger and we're but, talking and he's slurring a little bit so but he's kind of doing the whole like I love you like mm. believe in us all that stuff and then I hear a girl in the background and I remember her voice from, <laughs> from her the Instagram, Instagram stories <laughs> and she goes who are you talking to you just woke me up and I have to be up at 6 a.m. for work and I go, who's that? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he like hangs up on me. Oh my God. And then I finally get him to answer again. And I'm like, who was that? And then he goes, it's no one. I don't know what you're talking about. It was the TV. And I'm like, I'm like, she literally said your name. Yeah. What? So, and he has a, I don't want to like put his name out, but he has not a normal name yeah like, it's, it's not like a really brian rare. or something no, like that no or, yeah or like a brad yeah <laughs> yeah not like a chad even though <laughs> it should be i know right he should be named chad oh my gosh um yeah so he goes i don't know what you're talking about that was a tv you're like you're crazy and i'm just like here we go where the girl gets called crazy yep. and really she just caught you you know exactly it's so. just like their knee-jerk response to yeah. throw you off of their scent make right. you doubt yourself all of that stuff exactly so I'm just like to the heartbreak part at this point. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. going to be over. Mm-hmm. So I write him like, and then he does write me a full like essay back being like, we're going to be fine. Like any same kind of bullshit he's been, you know, sending me this whole time. And then I'm just like, there's like 10% of me at this point that still is like kind of hanging on. But mm-hmm. then the other 90, I'm like, you know what? It's going to blow up in his face. I'm just yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. So about a week or two goes by and I just like just call him because I hadn't heard from him. And my phone call went through for the first time, which wow. means his phone's working, yep. which means he unblocked me. Yep. And he answers and then I wasn't expecting him to, so I heart's racing, <laughs> which is so crazy. I'm like, what do I do now? I know. It's so crazy how, like, you'll know someone for 10 years, and you're so comfortable with them, and then all of a sudden now, you're, like, nervous. Yeah. It's such a weird dynamic. Because it's, like, a big confrontation that's yeah. about to happen. Right. So that makes total sense, yeah. especially if you weren't expecting them yeah. to answer. I know. So that I, like, hang up, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I don't think he realized it was me calling. Oh, my gosh. And then so I called back. I caught my breath, called him back, and then it just went to voicemail. Damn it. I know. And so I left him just like, hey, I'm just worried about you. I haven't heard from you. Just want to like make sure you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. Like hope you're not going too crazy with your schoolwork, all this. And then I don't hear from him. And that night I go out to like um, sushi with friends Mm -hmm. and I get this text message from a random number. Oh my God. And guess who it's from? Guess who it is. I know. It's... (laughs) and I'm just like my heart's racing and all my friends are like you look like you just saw a ghost and I'm like yeah I truly feel like I did yeah um and she's just like hey girl like super mature and like professional about how she wrote the message she's like 
I don't know what's been going on, but the way she worded it, she goes, I don't know if he's told you that we've been dating, question mark. So that made me feel like, wait, what? Are they dating? Yeah. And um, she goes like, I just wanted to have like a chat with you. If not, that's totally fine. But like a woman to woman, like I would love to have like a chat with you. So I write her back and I'm like, absolutely. I would love to have a chat about this. Um, Because she said something like, I don't understand why he gets so upset every time you call. But (sighs) I thought you guys were like done. Yeah, Yeah, just friends. And that's when I'm just like, what? And then I was like, would love to have. He probably told her you're a lesbian. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, She's probably like, I thought you were a lesbian. Why are you coming after my man? I'm like. So basically, we scheduled it for the next day, like Mm -hmm. in the evening after she'd get off work. And um, I was like, that's perfect. Because in my head, I'm like, that gives me a time to write down the timeline of like ever since he's been home, you know? And the next day, or no, it was that night, late that night. He texts me and he was like, you better not fucking like all this profanity. Like you better not fucking talk to you're, I know you're just going to lie about me and say all these things. Oh my God. And I'll just tell her that you're crazy. Okay. And I'm like, cool. I don't care. I'm. It's up to her if she wants to have the talk. Absolutely. Not, like you didn't decision. reach out. Yeah. I'm like, you could have made this a lot easier. Yeah. Like you don't get to choose how this is going to go down. Nope. No, I'm like... It's all going down in flames. And there's nothing worse than two women with a vengeance. I'll tell you that. It's like John Tucker must die. Yeah, exactly. It totally is. It's so crazy how like women just like... It's sad how like we hate on each other so much all the time. Yeah. Like why can't we have this girl power all the time seriously yeah i do love that you guys both approached it from the same way of like we believe each other Mm -hmm. you know like this is his wrong because i feel like unfortunately so often women will get mad at the other woman and it's like she might not have even known about Mm -hmm. you like she didn't commit to you like this is the guy who's screwing you over so why are you giving him so much grace right and attacking this other person it's almost like i think it's that gaslighting aspect if the woman chooses to believe it yeah which is that's true kind of sad but yeah the next day we ended up having the call and um two and a half hour conversation <laughs> it's funny because i wrote down a timeline of mm-hmm. went through like text messages to put dates down and everything and it's funny because she did the same <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing and i in my mind yeah. i'm just imagining like in a detective's like mm-hmm. office or something where they yeah. have like this map of everything right? and they're like putting pins <laughs> exactly. to like denote different things and seriously like and i would go back and put you know like a little note you know like what's it called in college like the cornell notes or whatever yes yeah like little bullets and <laughs> yeah, like bullets and all that stuff oh my yeah. god so it's crazy because our timelines matched like mm-hmm. whenever he was lying to her about something where he was that weekend he was with me and vice versa this even dates back to like a couple years ago oh my god there was a time where he was home and i hung out with him that whole day and then the next day his dad was going to drive him to the airport the next day and i Mm -hmm. said to make it easier on your dad because that's a far drive to the airport i'll stay the night at my mom's house Mm -hmm. because that's the halfway point and then he's like that sounds great i'll see you in the morning the next morning I'm like, okay, when are you getting here? And then Mm -hmm. he's like, sorry, my dad's still asleep. We're running late. And then I find out that after I hung out with him that day before, Mm -hmm. he then ended up going to her house that night, having dinner with her and her mom. Oh my God. And then they were being all cutesy romantic, got a hotel room. She drove him to the airport. Okay, that is unfathomable that like he could just flip it on and off like that between you guys like same day yeah and i i even went out of my way to like spend the night at my mom's why wouldn't he just tell you no at the very least out of respect for your time right just be like i don't want to make you have to do that like if you're gonna end up still lying to me like that and go behind my back like don't put me through something i don't need to do you know absolutely that is crazy yeah so yeah there's been times where he's been home to visit and he literally split the weekends and lied to us about like what he was doing the next day and there was an overlap where he did say that at one point he said that he was taking my little small rejections as like let's work on things mm-hmm. let's not rush into anything she had just gone out of a relationship mm-hmm. and was like yeah you can come live with me so this, she like welcomed him in yeah. with open arms and so i think Ugh. like this whole time he did move back to be with me but then 
I think he was still talking to her at the same time. Yeah. And he kind of had like, hmm, which is the better option? Yeah. Like, which is easier yeah. for me? Yeah. Because, but, yeah. It's like, okay. So I feel like I'm noticing like a lot of patterns, honestly. But one from yeah. the very beginning, even when, you know, you went to London for yeah. a year and he was like, I can't do that. It seems mm-hmm. like he just kind of wants you to be 100% available, yeah. like at his disposal at any right. time. And so the fact that you are an independent person, mm-hmm. even when it's reasonable things like, oh, I can't answer you right now because yeah. I'm like going to a friend's birthday party. He just can't handle it. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but I mean, I guess I don't really know. He could just be a douchebag, but also True. you could also <laughs> think it could be narcissistic, mm-hmm. sociopathic. Definitely. Type. So I mean, if there's patterns, definitely it's something to be on the lookout for. You know, like it's mm-hmm. scary, but yeah, it's the funniest thing though is after it blew up in his face because he was living with her. That's why I wasn't seeing oh him God. anymore. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what to do. I like kicked him out, but I, his stuff's still here. Mm-hmm. I l- lent him $2,000 for school. Oh my God. This poor like, girl. I know. And then, so that night I actually had my friend's 30th birthday party to go to. And I was like in my Uber on the way and <laughs> she texts me and she's like, I've had a bottle of wine. How do you feel about throwing them in, in a group chat? And just like, yes. I was like, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's I go. This. And yeah, threw him in. And then everything he would say wouldn't add up. And then he goes, I broke up with you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. No. And he's like, you got broken up with it. That's what it was. And I'm like, Oh my Sorry, God. what? And at this point, I think he knew he had to be committed. He had to pick a side. Pick a side. So he had to throw one of us under the bus. But yeah. Because he was, she was putting a roof over his head. And had loaned him money. Yeah. It's like he is indebted to her, literally. Yeah. And then, so he basically that just threw me under the bus. And I'm like, you realize me and her, our timelines literally match up. Yeah. Like even the text we were sending each other's screenshots and I would read hers and yeah. then she'd be like wow that's he said that about me and I'd be like he said that about me and like the screenshots aren't gonna lie no they aren't and then he tried to say that one of the phone numbers was like he's like that's not my phone number and she's just like who is it then I, I know and then she's like do you know how to do a screen recording and then I was like yeah so I went to his contact info clicked on it and it showed his yes. phone number yeah like and she sent that and then he would then say well I was you know I wasn't with you I was with then he would turn around and say, we weren't together. Wow. Uh, like, so he's just like spiraling. He's spiraling. And <laughs> then the hardest part, this is the freaking mic drop. Oh my gosh. I found out that he got her mom's like wedding ring and I guess like proposed to her. What the like fuck? a few days before this all went down. Oh my God. She dodged such a bullet. I know. So he like proposed to her. And then what? I asked... Then I called him out on it. And then he goes, I didn't propose to her. And I'm like, at this point, this girl is literally giving me all the receipts that Mm -hmm. I literally match up with mine. And I could tell she's like upset, but I don't think she would lie about something so big like that. I don't think so. Like that would be pretty wild. And it seems like she was very rational about this whole thing. Yeah. And the fact that he couldn't keep up with his lies in the group chat was <laughs> just... Must, I imagine him just like sweating and being like, oh, I know. fuck, like yeah. just cursing to himself. I know, <laughs> and it's so funny because then she goes, you know what, you're now blocked. And then like, I'm leaving this group chat. And I'm like, yeah, same, I'm also leaving this group chat. And I was like, peace. And then I just kept like doing the ha 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 on the, and like I was sending him like, at this point I was like sending him gifts, you know, the little like, yes. I'm just like really funny because like, I had enough weeks to process this. So yep. I feel bad she didn't. You know, yeah, she's a, she was kind of blindsided. Yeah, she was blindsided for sure. But you know, when you just reach a point of like, what is it like hilarity where you're just yes. like so over having your heart broken and being toyed with that like, I just lost my cool and I just started laughing yeah. and like my body just like took over and just like, this is entertaining at this point. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. And then after she left the group chat, he tried to call me and I answered. And I just, I was still in my Uber, my poor Uber driver. Like <laughs> the I put Uber driver was yeah. probably like, what, what is, is going on? Like a soap opera. <laughs> so much tea. Yeah. And then I don't even get a word. And he's just like, you ruined my life. You're fucking crazy. And I'm oh like, oh my God, I got, have a good life and yeah. I hung up on him and good I blocked you. him yeah yeah and then that was it wow 
Has he tried to reach out through other means, like on social or anything? I know he has with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been really trying to like make amends because me and her stayed in contact and like oh, love that. She like sent me this song. She was this song gets me through breakups. Aww. And then I'm like, so then I sent her a song and like so and we were checking on each other. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to her as much anymore, but she's like just curious. Has he reached out to you? And I'm like, nah, honestly, he's blocked on everything. Mm-hmm. Basically, at this point, he'd have to like message me through like i don't even know like create a new facebook yeah, slide into exactly. those facebook messenger I dms i know seriously <laughs> his um, favorite yeah i just i didn't at the point i didn't have any care in the world to hear what he had to say yeah i mean it was really weird letting go of someone in your life that you literally had as for years. like a confidant a close friend for 10 years yeah like, that's such a saga um, yeah so that was me just trying to like get back on my horse and like fill that void a little bit yeah so wow that is wild yeah. but honestly i feel like you're like free because yeah. like you said it was 10 years mm-hmm. and now you can kind of move forward mm-hmm. with any future people you date without right. having that nagging thing in the back of your mind exactly. saying is it really going to be him over this guy. Yeah, it almost feels like a fresh start in a way because mm-hmm. now I have a fresh slate. Like mm-hmm. literally, I can just date anyone without like having to think about that. Yeah. So it's nice. So I guess like after you go through something that crazy, I imagine that it kind of really impacts the way that you date going forward. So yeah. do you find that you are a little bit more hesitant or cautious? Are there certain things that you might not have picked up as red flags that you do now? Yeah, it's interesting because I thought every time you have trust issues, you know, it just seems to get worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the first time, I actually was like, I think as you kind of like live your life and your story changes, you know, you kind of transition. I think there kind of comes like gratitude with looking back on things in a way and Mm -hmm. also it's important I think to take accountability for yourself because I mean it takes two people to make a relationship right Mm -hmm. so I mean you gotta always think like is there any there could be things that I'm doing to cause trust issues Mm -hmm. um as with anything you know you gotta have an open heart even if it's painful Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. otherwise and it's like the more you add stories to the trauma the more it creates this like shame in your head, I think, where mm-hmm. it's really hard to open yourself up to trust. But I think it's for me now learning how to like set boundaries. Yeah. And kind of like, you know, that it's, it was like ripping a band aid off in a way of like kind of like my compound trauma, you know, like mm-hmm. I've never had a good relationship with my dad, but everyone I kind of dates that same qualities where it's mm-hmm. like, I always feel like, second priority or Mm -hmm. um always vying for attention or kind of like you know the only way is like to get attention is to kind of like please them a certain way however they yeah you know um so i think it's kind of like readjusting your kind of your emotional slash compatibility compass you know kind of like being open to dating people that are different which Mm -hmm. is really hard to do but I think as you kind of step by step it'll hopefully get better so yeah we'll see I love how reflective you are about all of that because I do think it is easy to really close yourself off and not take that accountability I'm not saying in any way that you're at fault but I think it's like yeah it's a good way to like reflect and a good opportunity to Mm -hmm. kind of say like okay well like what did I do that I would do differently in the future like what things did I put up with that I wouldn't put up with in the future and so it is kind of exciting because now you're like opened up to all of these new types of relationships with people who maybe you wouldn't have felt like you connected with before right but now you're like more open to it because you're like oh this is a different pattern in a positive way exactly and um i think the big key out of this is like kind of what we talked about the intuitions right Mm -hmm. like always follow your intuitions you know no one should ever feel crazy like Mm -hmm. you know you have intuitions for a reason i think it's just important based off of past traumas and like having trust issues is noticing the difference between intuition and like your anxiety. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? True. So that's a hard distinction to make it because is. I think that especially if you have someone who you trusted implicitly and then they've broken that trust, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you kind of prevent yourself from spiraling when right. it's like, Oh, there's no reason to, it's yeah. just like, a past trauma versus mm-hmm. being like, no, this is something that's a red flag. Right. It's like not sitting well with me. 
that's yeah. tough. And that's kind of with me, like I said, the red flags, like maybe two weeks later, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't a red flag. I was just being, but you just bookmark them. <laughs> that's what I think, you know? Yeah, just that's true. <laughs> that's true. Because there's no way to really tell. Yeah. But it's like for myself, I feel like if I ever feel myself getting like a reaction that could be irrational, yeah. I'm like, just like wait a little bit, like don't yeah. respond right, right away, like think about it and then see yeah. how it plays out and either revisit it or you can be like, oh, that was nothing at all. Right. I mean, if some of these patterns you notice are toxic, you kind of have to be like, I mean, is this just how this person is mm-hmm. or is it for a reason that I'm not seeing clearly, you yeah. know, and kind of just kind of being transparent and always, you know, noticing those things don't ever Mm -hmm. let yourself get too caught up in your own world to not notice Mm because you don't want to get blindsided but you also don't want to always be overly like anxious about things so that's true and that actually brings up a question too of like when all of this was going on did you have like girlfriends who you would talk to about it i know you talked to your mom clearly about everything Mm -hmm. but did you have any friends who you would kind of confide in and if so did they raise any red flags to you i had a few friends i would just like vent to and they're like oh that sounds sketchy but then I would have a few friends that I would just be like so listen this is what happened this is crazy (laughs) to me and then like they would just be honest be like girl that is not normal like Mm -hmm. obviously like the way he's acting just seems fishy like you know yeah smells like a fish probably is one you know like and I know that about myself like I would prefer honesty like Mm -hmm. I would rather have my friends just be like look clear cut this is exactly what what's going on Mm -hmm. just because I'm like I want them to reconfirm like am I crazy totally yeah no you have every validation to feel that way yeah and it's so great that you did open up because I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of shame sometimes when you feel like your relationship is on the rocks for any reason yeah even with your close friends I feel like there can be hesitance to kind of make those admissions especially if you're like well, I want to end up with this person. I don't want my friends or my family to like see them in this negative light because we're going to work through this. Right. So it's so easy to kind of isolate yourself and then be in this bubble where you don't really know if your feelings are valid. So it's always important to have that sounding board. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, There should, you know, shame is just, it's something that we all need to kind of get past because yeah. Like, we're all going through our respective shit. Like, no one has the perfect relationship. Everyone's made mistakes and decisions that they wouldn't make in present day. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing that. First of all, I imagine it wasn't easy to kind of reflect on all of that. And I just appreciate you being so candid. Yeah, of course. And I feel like this transitions really well into the game I wanted to play with you. Okay. So it is called headache or heartbreak and essentially I read you a scenario and you say okay like this is kind of annoying but I can deal with it so it's a headache or it's a heartbreak and it's something that would end up being a deal breaker for the relationship okay so you've been dating this person for six months and their mom has called you by their ex's name on accident multiple times (laughs) (laughs) definitely a headache um Unless if there was some underlying reason of why. But like she's like, getting confused. Yeah, like, uh, like is the other girl still around? <laughs> like, um, but I would just, you know, play it off like I, like my brother all the time, like he literally like, he's like, I don't know, but they all have white point names. Like how do I keep, you know? So I just feel like one of those things like where I would tell him like, yo, you got to have a talk with your mom. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's bad. It yeah. would be, I think it's same for me. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily assume that it's a sign of anything deeper, but it's right. definitely an- annoying. Yeah. Some people aren't, aren't named people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they go on a bachelor party, they come back and they're like, nothing happened, but I did get dared to ask a girl for her number and I did it. Um, a headache. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. I like to have an open, like, trusting relationship. In that matter, I'd probably laugh and be like, as long as you didn't, like, hurt the girl's feelings, you know? (laughs) As long as she didn't know it was a dare. That's so true. That's so true. I would feel the same way. I think it is probably harmless. Exactly. Okay. So you know that they've deleted their dating app profiles, like you've seen them do it, but they still have the actual apps on their phone. Oh, that's tough. Um... This has actually happened to me before. Oh. Yeah, with the Irish boyfriend. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's coming full circle. 
How did um, you deal with it? I was just upfront with him. And I said, like, if you want this to be more casual, that's fine. But I need to know. Um, and we were actually going to my best friend's wedding in Italy. Oh. Re- like, so I was like. So decidedly not yeah, casual. Yeah, I'm like, I need to know what to label this. Because people mm-hmm. are going to be like, who's that? So um, he actually didn't really care. He was like, I'll delete him. Okay. Um, but I think if it's more of like they have hesitancy to, I'd be like, okay, well. Yeah, that's then, a huge red flag. Yeah, it's a huge red flag. And that means that he's, the person's not all in it. So then I'd be like heartbreak, mm-hmm. you know? But Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think it's definitely contingent on their reaction. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so the next one, he's re- still in regular contact with his ex because they share dog custody. So they have oh, to like boy. talk all the time and coordinate. Um, It's tough because that's, I feel bad for the dog, but mm-hmm. I think it'd be a heartbreak because I wouldn't want to deal with that. Same. Yeah. That person is pr- going to be in their life for the yeah. length of the dog's life. So. Right. Like, just remember the good memories. Let her have the dog. We'll yeah. get our own dog. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, he still goes to Hooters every week for happy hour with the boys. <laughs> Headache. <laughs> I would be like, when do I get to join? <laughs> I like their wings. <laughs> I've actually never been to a Hooters, so I feel oh like gosh. I'd be like, yeah, I'm inviting myself oh one gosh, of these days. We used days. to go in San Diego downtown because it's right next to the, what is the Haunted Hotel. Oh, yeah. So we'd go to Hooters before, get wings, <laughs> and then we'd go to the Haunted Hotel. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what a night of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this last one is truly ridiculous. Okay. I can't even say I made it up. I saw it on someone's Instagram. Oh, it's my just gosh. a photo. Okay. He has a vanity license plate that says DM slide. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next. <laughs> I have to say same. Like, that's so douchey. Oh, yeah. And, like, it is funny, but it's, like, that's not that kind of funny that I, like, want to oh, date. Gosh. What do you mean by vanity? Is there, like, rights? Like, rights? No, just, like, oh. um, I think that's just the name for any custom <gasps> oh, plate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was oh, my God. Imagine. Like- <laughs> it's bedazzled. He has, like, a white Maserati with, like, the DM Slater. It's like... Can you imagine, like, getting out of his car? I feel like people would just be like, what? He's got, like, a gold chain around his neck, like, bling. He definitely would have a gold chain. 100%. Yeah, I would think. That's just not my type anyways. So I'd be like, yep, next. That's a specific type of person. Yeah, I'd be like, but I could be your friend. That'd be kind of funny. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I'll help you craft these DM slides. I'm here for the stories. I'll have you on the podcast. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I'm here for the story. (laughs) But I will not be in the story. Yeah, I don't want to date you, but um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.